Welcome to the Draft Doctors Podcast, your home of weekly draft content. Now here's Steve, Jono, Cam, and the Statesman. G'day everyone and welcome back to the Draft Doctors. I'm your host, Stevie Fears. Today we are talking regression candidates. That's right, some players who maybe are going to fall back in uh, average a little bit. Not that they're going to stink it up the joint, but they're just going to regress a little bit. Less counting stats, whether it's role change, um, someone else coming in, a bit of internal competition. Uh, maybe they won't hit the dizzying heights that they did in 2023. Someone who has never regressed. He's always on the up. He's always improving. This man has no limits. Stater, how are you? I wish that was even half true, Steve. Now, <laughs> um, well done to you and Warney. I'm sorry I was uh, engaged in some festivities uh, last week when you recorded. So thanks for Warney for hopping up, uh, hopping on and really interesting pod, except one area. Now, you sort of said, oh, I want to avoid this. I don't want to talk about Blink-182. Oh. As soon as you mention that, 20 minutes later, I'm looking at it going, are we getting back to the actual subject? 20 minutes. So you're not allowed to comment on this. I just wanted to make the point to the listeners. There is no more mentioning out of your mouth about anything about Blink-182. Understood? That's fine. How did you, how did you react to the... The um, positions. Well, that part of the pub was really good and actually quite enjoyable. And and uh, there will be a couple of subjects I talk over the next couple of weeks, which I actually um, agree with you both. It, it actually makes the game really interesting this year and, and in both formats, both in draft uh, as well as the classic model as well. So there's going to be a lot of different structures Um next season and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's probably more interesting for classic I'd say. Would you uh, like I just look at draft and I think it's a little bit we just keep doing the same thing where it's you try to mine the gold at the end rather than go for um, a key forward who averages 73 you're trying to find the guys who blow past them. Well, I'm going to discuss it in next week's pod. Steve, so there's some strategy things that I think will really kick up and it's going to be quite interesting. All right, fair enough. Well, we may as well get into the regression candidates. Number one, who do you think's stepping back a fraction this year? Well, I'm going to... next year. Yeah, well, I'm going to big dogs here. Um, And it's not that I think they're poor players or they'll get less opportunities by any stretch. Maybe for one... Um, but they've just had such outstanding years. I just can't see them repeating. We talk about this Brownlow model, um, and I don't think anyone would have been surprised if this man won the Brownlow this year, and it's Marcus Bontempelli. Um, This is certainly not throwing shade on the Bont. Um, I was surprised to what level he took this game this year. I always saw him as a bit of a super coach god, but a solid AFL fantasy player. But this year, he was the second highest scorer, averaging 117. I simply don't see him meeting those expectations for for next season, but we'll expect him to be the first off the board, if not the number one pick, maybe in the top three. I have shown him respect in the early rankings, um, but I think this is probably more of a top 10 not a top three, and 
I think that's his career average sort of shows that his massive year comes at 27 years of age. So I think it's more of an outlier this season than a trend. So believe that um, he will be more of a target for the opposition. I think um, any coach um, with any brains looking at any defensive measures are taking it to the bond against the Western Bulldogs. So expecting about a seven-point regression. Um, but 110, still magnificent average, but I just don't see him repeating that 107 aim. Yeah, it's it's probably one of those things. Once you're at the top of the tree, the only way is down. Mm. I was pretty hot. I had Bont as my number two mid in Supercoach last year, and he kind of did what I expected, uh, to be honest. Maybe didn't think he'd lay seven and a half tackles a match. Yeah, it's remarkable, but, isn't it? But every like everything he did is is kind of sustainable. Like the the reason I liked him last year was the things. Like, there was room with Dunkley going out. And the things Dunkley did well, Bont also does well. So, I mean, is it just a case of, like, you know, would you be interested in McRae and Smith stepping back up to form rather, you know, if Bont's stepping back? Well, I'm, in, I'm interested to see what Harms' role is meant to do. They're talking about a tough insider. If you're going to do that, maybe they want to use Bont's force ball skills in the forward half um, or in space a little bit more rather than him being the tackling machine. But um, I just don't see him repeating that year. Uh, It's quite remarkable. I got surprised. Ridiculous me. Started the classic with McRae, not Bont, Um, even though I swapped him about 300 times. And what a stupid call that was. One average 117, the other one 93. I'd... Don't know that you could have predicted McRae falling off to the degree he did. Yeah, but Bailey, yeah. Bailey Smith, I, I I think is the one that takes the jump this year. It should be. Mm. Love the Bond, very consistent. Doesn't miss games, Stato. That's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's been a good tackler. He's doesn't. Yeah, he's, fuck, he's a good player, man. He is. I'm not saying he's not. I just reckon. No, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a mark and a handball, right? Yeah. Like, that's what we're talking about here. Anyway, someone who I'm down on, I, I sort of saw the Twitter replies and I, you know, there was a lot of the same names in, in a lot of the replies, but so I'll try to throw out someone a little bit different who I think's due for a step back and that's James Sicily. And not because he's a bad player or anything like that, but we just don't see players take 10 marks a game. Like we just yeah. don't see it. Like one in, more than one in every 10 marks for Hawthorne was taken by by Sicily. It's just unbelievable. Um, maybe the Hawks are bad again next year, and maybe he does it all again. But history would say that that number has to come back. We haven't seen anyone take that number of marks uh, in a game since Nick Rewell. It's seven years ago. So yeah, I think it's a really easy one, and I think it's um, with what's probably going to happen in drafts this year is people will probably take defenders higher. Like, he's the D2 coming in by average. Uh, he's 13 points clear of the top forward. I, I think people will see that 104 average and gravitate towards it in drafts, whereas I think he's more a 95 player. 
Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, to be honest. I, I just think we'll just have less of those big ceiling games. Um, we saw a little bit in the back end of the season of sides making him accountable as well, and that really hurts his scoring. And, look, it's one of those things. Who are you going to tag in the Hawthorne lineup? There's not too many big names right now, and he's probably the one that creates the play. And has got magnificent foot skills. They're, they're the ones I always look at. Who's going to hurt you by foot? They're the ones you want to control. Yeah, I'm starting to look at that top of the defensive line, and I see a lot of problems, Stato. Yeah. I see a lot of problems and a lot of uh, Trojan horses. Yeah, I, I actually agree with you there, to be honest. I mean, I, I like... Nick Dacos, um, but he's just going to go super early. He's a first-rounder off the board sort of scenario. And the rest, yeah, um, I just could be going mid-crazy, to be honest. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Who's your uh, second player? Well, another one that just had a smash-out breakout year, and that's Jordan Dawson. Um, Again, it's really hard to knock Dawson's season, but with Rory Laird down... Um, and a strong band of up-and-coming midfielders at the Crows. It's hard to view this uh, other than um, it's just a career high. The fact is the last five games, he was 10 points down on his first 18 games um, through the season, and it might be a sign of things to come. Like Bont, his skills suggest that he'll be the target for the Crows, which will only add pressure. Um, thinking he's more of a 105 to 108 average um, is to be the likely result here. Um, still high quality, but not top five like he was this season. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I, um, I really like the player. Yeah. It, he didn't... We did that um, uh, percentage of clearances one from attendances and he was one of the worst of the mainstays, I'll put it that way. Yeah. Is that is that just his weakness? Like, he's not a contested... I mean, he can play, can win the contested ball, but his strength's on the outside. Oh, absolutely. And his kicking skills a bit like Bont. You sort of want him to have the ball in space and utilise it. And, look, the, the other thing that I looked at is my predicted number one scorer for next year is Rory Laird. So, you know, I don't think Adelaide are going to get another... 10 disposals um, across the board, I just think Rory Laird's going to have a much better year, which takes a little bit of the peel out of Dawson's hands. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's continue the Adelaide hate train. Ooh, who are we going here? Well, this is probably... We, we, like, we, we didn't do the You Suck show because we don't miss that much anymore, but one of my misses was that Taylor Walker was going to regress, and in fact, he had a better year. So we're going to double down on Stato. We love a double down on God, you're sounding like Jono. Just pick the guy that's turning 38. Well, yeah, look, it's... It is low-hanging. It is low-hanging. It's very (laughs) sweet. it's shots on goal. He's he's very relevant. He's coming in with the 14th best average. He's been pretty consistent. Still a very good player. No uh, and this is in AFL Fantasy. I haven't even checked Supercoach. So he's going to go off the board as someone's F2. Yeah. And he's taking 20% of Adelaide's shots on goal. Uh, he did it last year as well. 
I, I struggle to see it backing up. Um, they have got a lot of young talent in that forward line. It's, he's old. <laughs> I don't know. It just shouldn't do it. That's all I'm saying. He just shouldn't do it. Yeah. I mean, he can he? Yeah, he probably can, but he shouldn't do it. That's yeah. um, that's where it comes down to. It's not a position change, and, and you know, if you drop away five points, that that's going to take you back to low end F three, which is probably still rosterable. But man, I'd rather have like Ben Ainsworth hitting up on the wing. He's probably going to. He's ten spots later in drafts um, by f- mm. forward average. He'll probably go way past him. Give me all. Give me all of that. So, um, Taylor Walker. I'm not, I'm not against that call, but uh, it is a bit low hanging, Steve. I was, well, is Pendlebury your next one? Do we have a third? No. Did you have a third? Pendlebury. Someone will bring him up in the questions, no doubt. There was so many, there were so many, um, uh, same sames in the Twitter questions. So we'll dig right into that. MJ from the coaches panel, um, friend of the show, Brad Crouch returning Zach Jones to impact. Is that, a, come on, Zach Jones? Yeah. I, I, is Zach Jones' body going to be bright? I, I'm actually not against Brad. Crouch um, regressing, to be honest. I think they've changed their squad at a lot of speed. Obviously, Paddy Dow, you think, has got to get some shots early, and if he gets good form and a good run at it, he's going to take a fair bit of the midfield time from someone. So there's a chance that Brad Crouch has uh, quite a low time on ground. I I like the call, but... Yeah, I don't know that he's the reason. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Nick Newman returning Zach Williams to impact. Yeah, another one of this go, MJ, go for the guy that um, finds it hard to put the boots on. Uh, Nick Newman's really interesting. I I think it boils down to what they do with Doherty more than anyone else, doesn't it? I would imagine so. And and haven't they got more midfield depth again? Carlton? Well, I mean, I, w- I would have thought so. I would have thought so. He he really, you know, he moved sort of up to the wing, got his inside time, uh, Doherty, that is, obviously not Newman. And, and that's where he benefited, like, solid citizen Newman and, and can score heavily. I just, I think he's a good pick. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Taylor Walker, obviously, he spoke, growth in, output of Fogarty, um Thorpe, whatever his name you fucking say. Uh, Connor Nash squeezed out by the mids to play the Hawk kids more. You've got to think it happens sometime, right? They've got so much young talent, Hawks midfield. Um, so, yeah, what, what type of role does Nash play? Because um, you've got to advance these kids, and the only way to really get them to be uh, top-line midfielders is get them in the guts. So um, I think it might be a good call from MJ. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. There was those; they had a really tight four-man rotation, so someone has to give. Rory and Rory Atkins back in the VFL under Dimmer. It's a fair chance of that, right? Is there? Probably. Well, it, it's funny they they lost a lot of that depth midfield, didn't they? So you, um, all those sort of fringe, extra loaded on, sort of mature age midfielders, they've cut them all. 
That's right, isn't it? Constable. Um, still got fair, Rainy. Uh, um, Anderson. I think there was a couple more even um, that all got cut off the list. I, I should actually have a look. Oh, like Blakely and. Yeah, yeah. So I, I reckon. Yeah, there was a couple of them. Yeah, yeah, I reckon there's four gone. So the. The the depth is more young depth rather than the older depth, but they're highly talented. So it's going to put pressure on these sort of fringe players. So it depends um, on what Dimmer likes. Now, um, is he a low-possession coach? Oh, I think he's been both. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, is there, I just see there's not much competition in the back line. Yeah. Like, or what competition there is is unproven. Yeah. Like, Well is missing half the year. Jeffrey, like, we might expect him to take a step up, but well, he hasn't he told, done it. Told you halfback flank, though, didn't I? Well, he lasted two fucking weeks, mate. Hey, put the hey, kibosh on I told him. you. I told you. So he just signed a 25-year contract. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Give a bit of love to the rat. Come on. Yeah. Just got back in the team. And <laughs> it's just it's Let, the ball use is the issue, right? The whole team sucks. Yes, we'll see. Dog, we'll we'll fan, keep our eye on those ones, MJ. We spent far too. We spent longer talking about Rory Atkins than we did Blink One Eighty Two last week. Hey, you weren't allowed to mention. <laughs> There's a fine. Names. There's a fine, listeners. I am fine, thank you. Uh, for fantasy, this is Lechdog. For fantasy, Adam Trelaw. Haven't spoken about Adam Trelaw. Had a good year last year, Stato. He did, didn't he? And he actually got a fair bit of midfield time when he got back in the squad too. So it's interesting that you... They missed the finals, didn't they? Yes, they did. You bring in Trelaw into the midfield and not Bailey Smith. 78% CBA attendances. Wowee. So, yes, I think, Leck Dog, I think you might be right. Um, Brad Crouch and Nick Newman have been mentioned before. Uh, yep, and for Supercoach, Luke Ryan. Wouldn't he get a bump for Supercoach? Or was that? he all pretty high? He was all massive, massive. With Hayden um, Young out, is there more opportunities for him to score? Uh, I mean, I don't think it. Changes. Okay. He was already just crushing. Yeah, fair enough. I think he's had the most... I, I was trying to look at it before. He had the most effective kicks per game f- for as, lo- as long as back as I checked. Oh, wow. There you go. So, yes, probably a good call then, McDog. Uh Tim Taranto. Is, I mean, it could he be worse for Supercoach? His kicking was dire. And you picked him as your number one scorer, didn't you? I'm going to go. I'm going back on that. Oh, yeah. Going back on that. Weak. Yeah, it is. Uh, Caleb Daniel. Caleb Daniel's an interesting one. Where's he going to play? Seriously. Who knows? Ruck. Uh, and yeah, and Luke Parker. And he just generally hates how those last three finish their seasons: Toronto, Daniel, and Parker. Yeah, probably fair. Uh, Russ thinks the top three scorers from 2023, English, Bonton, Rowan Marshall. There's a very, very good chance. The English is the interesting one. Um, I don't know if he's 
actually hit his max yet. You have mentioned that before. Mm. Mm. Pretty scary. Yeah. I, I think Marshall, uh, he just had a fantastic year with the body, didn't he? It just all... Everything went right for him, yeah. yeah. Um, and Bont, look, it's just a sensational year and it's going to be hard to repeat that. Uh, Jorge, can't see Bont maintaining 2023 20, numbers. Everything fell his way for a career fantasy year, but now he's the wrong side of 28 and, of course, Bevo. Honestly, it's mostly Bevo. <laughs> yes, who knows? Although I will say that the one point that always had me worried um, was they didn't have a really good forward line. I think that's starting to come together. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. I don't think there's any reason to move him out of there. Mm. 28's not... He's been durable. 28, I don't think it's the end of the world for him yet. Yeah. Uh, Mini Monk, uh, Regression, Luke Ryan... Steve Canelio, but DPP potential, and Angus Brayshaw. Angus Brayshaw is an interesting one. It all depends on just because of the, right? the midfield around him. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, so I, I don't know how to read Brayshaw yet. Um, Cogs, who else is going into that midfield? I thought they'd really thinned out with all their. Um, player movements over the last two or three years. Your well, boy, Callahan. Well, I think he should. But, I mean, Cogs was, you know, it was Tom Green and, and Cogs. That was that was it. It didn't mm. change. Yeah, interesting. Then Kelly, then Ward, and, yeah, Callahan. You they think Ward's the, the least likely to play 23 games in there? Oh, man, Steve Canilio, Josh Kelly. <laughs> Come on, it's not exactly it's not exactly a picture of health, but yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, Miller Time says Russ will have way less output in twenty twenty four. We all hope. Unbelievable. Uh, Nuffington says Flanders. What is he doing? That, it's just after right. a trigger, is he? He got me. <laughs> He's got me. <laughs> Fantasy Nut says Nick Newman. Uh, we've talked about him. Liam Duggan wow. is another one who's coming in pretty early in rank. Did get a big boost is in numbers through the uh, midfield when everyone was injured. Yeah, he's got defender status. Well, he's... God, I he, wouldn't have thought he regresses, but um, actually he's one I'll keep an eye on. To see if he drops down a little bit in the draft. He's D nine by average. Wow. Yeah, he had a big he had a big spike. He was a candidate for me for this show. Actually, he had a big spike in scoring through the middle of the season when he got right. CBAs. Where is it, Duggan? Oh no, it was at the end of the year. Sorry. Anyway, yeah. Look, half back you score. There's yeah. not many half backs there. Uh, Will Setterfield, your boy, Stato. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see where he lands. Yeah. Uh, he also has Mason Wood. Yes, I, I think that's fair. Coming in, one of the few with a 90 average, Mason Wood. And James Sicily, Matt says, Luke Parker and Harry Sheasel. 
Also, Cairns tourism with hardly any pot shots from me. <laughs> that's uh, that's very good. Um, so, who did he call out? Parker and Sheasel. Well, Sheasel's all about the role, right? Hundred um, percent. If he's got that half back, they've got the same game style. He he equals or steps up a little. If he goes, um, if he goes to that sort of half forward line, yeah, he's going to regress. Um, Parker's an interesting one. Um, I don't know if everyone's mentioning Parker because of Taylor Adams. I would assume so, um, because Parker's probably a better forward than any of those other sort of midfielders that Sydney have got. I think Parker's been spoken about as a forward option for years and it Mm -hmm. sort of hasn't happened yeah do you think a lot of that is they have those sort of guys like they have isaac heaney they have will hayward they have papley they've got they don't sort of need him it's true it's true it's going to be interesting to see what the mix is yeah forked hawk uh says travis boke just (laughs) jono uh well played yes Um, good call could he go back any further? Uh, Sarong gets more attention. Yes. Yeah, that is so very true. Um, You've you got to think Brayshaw's... I don't know what Brayshaw ended up averaging, but it felt like he regressed this year. I, I yeah, it was like 112, I think. Oh, okay, maybe. Oh, 110. So he dropped like a couple points, but yeah. just a couple guys went past him. Just Sarong's more important to clamp. Uh, Josh Kelly gets more wing time with Callahan, more inside time. Ooh, that's a big call. Josh Kelly, we saw him as a fantasy superstar for a short period of time, but his body and then role has just not helped us over the past two or three years. Uh, Average 98 this year. Probably not what we wanted. We're probably thinking he was a 105 to 110 guy, right? 100%. 100%. Hundred uh, percent. And Nick Martin gets pushed more to wing half forward with Hobbs and Sartis getting more time, and Shield if fit. I think that sort of happened last year, anyway, didn't it? Yeah. Geez, I like the look of Martin. What a, what a bloody mature age pickup he's been. Unbelievable. Uh, and also, Luke Parker spends more time forward with Adams in. Ben seems to be a theme, right? Ben DT, whoever regresses, they're probably in my keeper team. <laughs> uh, yes. I actually, uh, would, you, would you believe I was worried in my dynasty league that I had no forwards, just absolutely none. And I'm going, yep. what am I going to do? Um, and I popped it and had a look, and in my midfield's McRae and in my defensive line is Caleb Daniels. So I think I've got two of the top six without even knowing. Ah, Stato falling ass backwards into a, yeah. <laughs> into a good forward line. Hawker, regression candidates. Anyone that my fellow coaches keep from last season. Oof, throwing shade. Oh, that is shady. Josh Rock, Jordan Dawson didn't seem to have an opponent last year. Also may regress in on-ball minutes. I totally agree. We spoke about him before. Uh, Nick Dacos, more mid-forward than filthy half-back, albeit regressed from 120s to just 105s. He averaged 108 also. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he'll regress, but I I can't see him, you know, 
taking it to another big level yet. Man, if he averages 108 and he's the number, he'll be the number one defender by oh, a few points. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just think more. Um, he, he still needs to go through that phase where he's managing the tag, and he'll get there. Uh, and Flanders, the Durs, I just can't see any sun improving their last year average under Hardwick. So it's it's theories, but you know, don't you coach to your list? Yeah, I would have thought so. I would have thought so. That's it. I mean, surely Humphrey, the Hump Daddy, surely he improves. Yeah, the Hump Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Packinson, Riley O'Brien. Yeah, and there's a really, really big chance of this because um, there is talk that young Riley will actually um, get a lot more ruck time. That's good. We've been pushing that barrow. Yeah. Um, Scott Pendlebury. There you go, Stato. Scott Pendlebury regress. Yep, there we go. Go to the 36-year-old. Uh, I've cut him. I've cut him in my dynasty league. Is that disrespectful? It is. Should I put him back in? I don't know. Uh, Dave Swallow. That's disrespectful. It is, but true. <laughs> Brad Crouch. Brad Crouch, Adam Trelaw, and Nick Newman. We've spoken about all yeah. that. Tick, tick, uh, tick. Josh Hart. Josh Hart. Jai Simkin. Ooh. Interesting. Um, next week, I'm going to talk a fair bit about North Melbourne. Um, and there is a chance, yes. All right, there you go. Tune in for that. Jack McRae. Where, where's he going to sit in your forward ranks, Jack McRae? Number one, easily. How much worse does it get for Jack McRae? It can't. He, he can't drop below 93. He's, he's, he's not out of that team, is he? There's no, no chance. I, I just can't see it. Man. Who, who did they add to their squad? Outside um, the rookies. Wasn't it? Um, Harms. Harms. Yeah, exactly. He's washed. And did they lose anyone? No, I don't think so. I'll have to, I'll have a look. But no. tra- where is it? Trade week in and outs. Yeah, AFL um, delisting and retirements. That has them all. Yeah, there we go. Um, we'll get on to... He's got Luke Parker. So he's got Jake Lloyd as well. Jake Lloyd. That's an interesting one. He, he is... He's getting on a little bit. Um, I, I still think... He dropped last year. Regressed last year, didn't he? Or is it two years ago? Yeah, it's two years ago. Yeah. He sort of came back a little bit, I thought, last year. Yeah. So they arrived, James Harms and Nick Caulfield. And the draft oh, yeah, picks. Yeah. <clears throat> um, what about what they lost? Jordan Sweet. That's it. Oh, well, there's obviously the um, guys. The listings, that. Toby McLean. Toby McLean, Josh Bruce, Hayden Crozier, Jeray, uh, Rourke Smith. Yeah. Okay. Tim O'Brien. Right. I can't, I, I, I can't remember the up-and-coming midfielders. I don't recall any that we've got to watch on. I remember some smaller forwards and 
sort of flanker types, but I can't recall any midfield. So maybe there's no one really putting pressure on them, and this is why they've looked at the Caleb Daniels to roll through there. The only other players who took a CBA last year, Cody Waitman took one. Riley yeah. West took 11. Well, Riley West is probably a midfielder, but he's only been used really as a forward. Isn't he? He's barely played. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I just can't see it, man. I just yep. cannot see I it. I think you might be right. Uh, Cogs and Mason Wood, which we touched on. Oogie Boogie says the Brown, though, is usually a kiss of death for fantasy the following season. Think only two of the last 10 winners haven't regressed the year after they won Charlie. Yep, spot on the mark. Which would be uh, Bont. He was the moral Charlie. Yeah, he was. Like England. Uh, Jade Nevin says Lockie. Brad Crouch. He can never, have, can never have two good seasons in a row. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, and Daniel says Gaff. Oh, wait, he already regrets. <laughs> Pretty rough on old Gaffer. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Oh, so that's all the sad news. We've got no more sad news, have we? We just uh, we'll do the Burnman show later on, probably. Uh, yes. The guys who are really we're going to really kick in the nuts. Yeah, fair enough. So we've got one more negative show. Yes, yes. And so we've got There's... one one more fizz, and the rest of them are statos. We've been very kind today. <laughs> been absolutely very kind. Anyway, thanks, listeners. We'll see you next week for the No Fucking Idea Show. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Draft Doctors Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review.